Welcome to the Queen and Jerk podcast with Sarah and Kyle, a fitness and lifestyle podcast where we talk about fitnessy things and life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Queen and Jerk podcast. I'm Sarah. Hey, and this is Kyle. Sorry we've been off the uh, grid for a little bit. We have been. Life happens, like we always say. So here, but here we are. We have not forgotten about you. And we really appreciate everybody's listening. And we hope that we're bringing you some good kind of quick tips and pointers that have helped us through our lives and get us where we are in our fitness and life journey. Um, a lot of, I will say this real quick, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I talk about and post about or whatever are things that I need to remind myself of too. It's not that I'm perfect and do these things right all the time. Believe me. Speak for yourself. I do it, it all the time. I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm trying to be more like Kyle, which is what I'm talking about right. in general. It's <laughs> my life goal. So that being said, um, if you did see or not see, um, doesn't matter either way. I just did a post recently about recovery and we thought it would be a really good idea to kind of dive into that a little bit further. Um, so we each have some kind of pointers that we wanted to bring up um, on recovery. So, and when we talk about recovery, you know, we both have fitness goals. Um, so we're both trying to, you know, get stronger and we each have goals um, within that and we do CrossFit. So um, we, that's sort of where our goals lie, but no matter where you're at in life in general, these are kind of good tips to just remain healthy and be able to continue to exercise and keep making gains or even just maintain where you're at and feel really, really good. So that's right. hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm sure Sarah will agree with me on this. Like exercising is great and all, and it's really important, you know, to, to maintain your health, but more importantly is recovery. So you want to be able to hit that exercise, you know, as best as you, as hard as you can, as best you can. And you can't do that without recovery, proper recovery. Yes, exactly. So with that said, do you want to start off? Sure. I'll start with one. Um, this one's pretty obvious, but I think majority of this country or probably the world doesn't do enough of it. And that's get some sleep, right? Um, I try to sleep eight hours a night. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, I notice the older I get, the earlier I wake up, I'm turning into my dad. <laughs> morphing into my dad but during your sleep you gotta make sleep a priority right you gotta and to get sleepy to make your sleep a priori- priority you gotta go all day you gotta work hard go exercise or you're not gonna be able to sleep if you haven't you know uh, let's see emptied the tank mm-hmm. per se right um, and when you do get good quality sleep that's when uh, muscle gets built uh, your glycogen stores get back into your muscles um, all that good stuff so and if you want to hit an exercise the next day, if you, say you say you got a good eight hours the first night, and then you trickled off to six the second night, and then you got five, you're going to feel it on Friday. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to hit the exercise and get the stimulus you want. Mm-hmm. So um, sleep, make it a priority. Um, I know Sarah takes this stuff called Beam, um, which is really good, really helps you get into that, that REM and that deep sleep. Um, she's noticed yeah. a big difference with her sleep with it. Did you want to expand on that a little bit? What, well, I just, for me, just saying I'm going to get enough sleep isn't enough because I may or may not be a little bit wound up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So there are things that I need to do, and a lot of people talk about this, but like a sleep routine or a night routine or a sleep hygiene or however you want to say it, but I have gotten into a routine that seems to be working. working. It's more effective than not. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> mostly effective unless I'm really stressed about something. But, so yes, I use Beam Dream. Um, and I also, I try to close my phone down at 8 o'clock, which I could one. probably stand to do it earlier, but my schedule is very full, and that's really, like, when I get home from the gym at 7 is really the only time I have to catch up on social media. Right. So I I would recommend just getting off of it as soon as you can, but I try to cut it off at 8, so I give myself if, basically if, an hour a day. <laughs> if that's not possible, if that's not possible for some reason, then get yourself, they're cheap on Amazon, get yourself a pair of uh, blue light blocking glasses. Mm-hmm. I wear those all day. And, that, and it that helps. light from our cell phones and our computers is what, it, it confuses our body. It tells our body that the sun's still up, so we need to stay awake. So block that light with those glasses. You can find it on Amazon, like I said, 10, 20 bucks. Um, then your body won't think and still be thinking it's daylight out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, all the um, people that I listen to, you know, experts in athletic performance and things like that, that is the number one thing for recovery is quality 100%. sleep. Yeah. So get that sleep. And hey. there are lots of ways to measure it if you, you know, are not sure how much sleep you're getting, um, or if you're getting into REM or you know anything that if you really want to track it, there are ways to do that. But Yep. Um, so yeah, did you have anything else you want to touch on there? No, not on that. That's just just please make sleep a priority. Please. Once I started doing that, it changed everything. Everything. My For energy sure. levels went up. I felt better all the time. You know, I wasn't as sore as much from workouts. I mean, it, my immune system's stronger because of it. I never get sick. You know, it just it works. So yeah. try to make it a priority. For sure. Um, and I'll just kind of segue from there and talk about um, re- just general rest and or stress management. So um, I am one that tends to like get really stressed out and anxious about things. Um, so I have done a lot of things to, to manage that. And um, what's, what I find is really fascinating is I... The last time I had um, blood work done, um, I, well, not the last time, but I went to have blood work done Mm -hmm. and I was not stressed. I mean, I felt like everything was great. Things were clicking. I was, you know, whatever. I was training really, really hard, but I wasn't stressed about anything. Like I wasn't worried about money or anything like that. And I had blood work done and there... And um, there were so many markers that indicated you are really stressed out. <laughs> and I explained to my doctor, I'm like, I don't, this doesn't make any sense because I don't feel stressed. But because I had so much training volume, my body was reacting as if, you know, I was really anxious or stressed about something like that. So what I'm saying here is that your body can only handle so much stress. So if you have a very stressful job, if your family is going through something very stressful, you know, and you're training on top of it, something has to give. So either it's important to find some sort of quote unquote balance 
there. Um, and I guess by just balance, I mean, you know, you may have to cut back on your Metcons or the duration of your exercise because you're dealing with stress in other areas of your life. If you, we all use, you know, exercise to kind of mitigate and manage stress, stressful times for sure. But if you're, if you have performance goals in that training, I guess is what I'm saying. It may be important to kind of look at those goals and ask yourself, you know, what's important because it's really, really hard to get the gains that you're going to want to get from a training stimulus if you are under an excessive amount of stress in the other areas of your life. Your body just won't get the response that you're wanting and looking for, and you're going to be doing all this really hard quality training and spinning your wheels. So I know because I've done this many, many times, um, so, um, it's just an example of why it's important to look at the stress in your life if you are trying to have performance gains or things like that because it does matter and it makes a big difference. Um, I used to also like pride myself on being super busy while I was training really hard because I felt like it was making me more durable and other things. Um, but once I stopped doing that, my performance went through the roof. Once I actually got off my feet and actually rested um, and actually let my body unwind, mm -hmm. my performance completely changed. And also my energy levels completely changed, obviously, throughout the day because I was taking that time to unwind. But right. yeah, so it is really important to find ways to kind of manage your stress and find ways to take some downtime for yourself. Um, like, you know, I was just going for a walk, remembering know? to breathe throughout the day, like yeah. put your hand on your stomach and take a few deep breaths, meditate, meditate. Headspace mm -hmm. is a great app. Mm -hmm. It's free too. first 30 days anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Finding, you know, five, 10 minutes here or there has made a huge difference. And like I said at the beginning, I'm not perfect at doing this, but when I do take the time to do it, it's amazing how much of a difference it makes. Right. Because your mind needs it, your body needs it, everyone around you needs it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And a, a very, very popular stress reliever is water. Is I it? I just made that I up. don't... <laughs> yeah. That was my segue. Oh, okay. That was my segue. So, yeah, what, <laughs> how does water make you more relaxed? <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe... The, oh. just, just believe me. Just believe okay. me. Go with it. It's true. Um, but... Another point I'd doctors. like to make is, yeah, that's right, for recovery, just, and these are obvious ones, right? Sleep, and my, the next one I like to talk about is drink lots of water. Um, lots. Lots. More than you think. And it's hard. I get it. Like, I never made water a priority, but now I do. I'm not perfect still to this day and never will be, but I still try to make water a priority throughout the day. I have this water jug, and I try to drink three to four of them a day. Mm -hmm. If I don't get that, you know, I'm behind. And I could tell a difference in, in the whole day and even the next day. So, but in, fluid helps remove the metabolic waste after a heavy workout. Mm -hmm. That's just what it does. So, you know, it flushes out the crap out of your muscles. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another reason why water is great for recovery, especially during and after and before. All mm -hmm. three phases. Um, according to the American Council on Exercise, you should drink eight 
ounces 30 minutes after exercise and 16 to 24 ounces for every pound of body weight lost during exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Um, in the heat, apparently it's possible to lose up to four liters or almost nine pounds of fluid per hour. So if you're hitting right. it hard and it's hot outside and you're, I've lost 10 pounds after a workout, mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, if it's the right kind of setup temperature. Um, so before you reach for the Gatorade or anything like that, just know that water does just as good as Gatorade, if not better. So. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there is a lot of science there you know if it can be pretty nuanced just depending on your sweat ratio and the salinity of your salt so Mm -hmm. everybody is a little bit different but drinking water is important for everybody even if you're not absolutely yeah so in a good kind of so you talked about how it like um, transport waste from your body Mm -hmm. and toxins it also delivers nutrients throughout your body too so that That's is right. a really important thing for recovery. So not only getting rid of the toxins, but also allowing your body to uptake the nutrients that it needs to replenish your glycogen stores and recover from Everything. workouts. Yeah. yeah. And even if you're not a, even if you don't exercise, and you, drinking water promotes weight loss, promotes better sleep, it promotes everything good. I mean, there's no negatives mm-hmm. besides peeing a lot. So and yeah, I, that's okay. I can deal with that. So I was drinking about um, 84-ish ounces of water a day, and I increased it to oh, over 100 ounces of water a day, and it's made a major difference. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much better I feel. Yeah. Our friend Justin even started drinking more water and noticed the difference, he said. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Even mobility. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're more flexible if you drink more water. It's just... There's no negative. So if you can make it, but got to make it a priority, whether you're exercising or not, whether you're active or not, water, water, water. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can lose so, up to, they say, up to a pound, if not more, of water through your mouth when you sleep, mm-hmm. of water weight. So first thing you do when you wake up, you should be drinking at least at least eight ounces. I say 16 to 20, a glass of water, right? As soon as you wake up, get it going. Mm-hmm. And that's, I started doing that too and was very reluctant to because all I wanted was coffee when I woke up. But I started doing that and that has also made a big difference. Um, a good rule of thumb just for baseline hydration is take your body weight, your actual body weight divided by two and add 15. And that's how many ounces you should just drink throughout the day just as a rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. And then exercise on top of it, like you said, those are good protocols to follow mm-hmm. Just depending on like the duration of the exercise that you're doing and you, how much how sweaty you are and things like right. that. But yeah. yeah, and to your point, like I know you're not going to weigh before your exercise and then weigh after. I know that not everybody can, can but, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> so if you sweat a lot, a drink a lot of water. It's a pretty simple concept, right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So uh, just along those lines, um, you know, we can also talk about. Uh, having a sound kind of nutrition plan just in general um so and i'm not talking specifically about like post-workout shakes but um having a really sound nutrition plan dialed in so you know making sure that you're getting enough protein to like maintain your muscle mass and build it if you if that's something that you're looking to do um and then having a right balance of carbohydrate and 
fats to support the level of, activ of activity that you're doing and the performance that you're looking for out of your body. So, you know, and that's just like having every meal kind of an idea of what you're doing to support what your goals are and what your activities are. Um, having a nice balance of micronutrients to um, support all the functions of your body and your brain and, and everything like that. So I think before you look at post-workout nutrition or pre-workout or whatever, making sure that your nutrition throughout the day is really dialed in. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's going to make the most difference. It's just like everything that we're talking about here. You know, in your when you're working out, you're going really hard, but your gains are made when you're not in the gym. Right. So that, you know, all these things are are really important, just as important, if not more, than the training that you're doing in. Gym. I would argue more. Yeah. I would argue well, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then um, just to touch on like pre and post workout a little bit. Um, Ideally, you would get in, um, you know, carbs and protein after your workout, and we did touch on this in a previous podcast. But um, to just replenish your, your glycogen stores and start the repair process um, as fast as possible, and the you know most people do a shake because it's most bioavailable and um, easy on your stomach. You know, if you, like for me, it's hard for me to eat right after workout because my stomach's still a little bit like yeah. middle finger to you, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> because that, that was hard. <laughs> um, so I it, prefer doing a shake with carbs and protein um, post-workout. Um, if you are a person that is training first thing in the morning, um, and you aren't able to eat a meal before, a couple things. One is um, your pre-workout meal then becomes dinner the night before. So making sure that, you know, that would be a little bit more carb heavy to sustain you through your morning workout. Um, and then if you can get something in before you work out, that would be really good to have. Um, you don't, you want it to be low fat, have some protein and carbohydrates and um, if you aren't able, like if you, some people just can't stomach food first thing in the morning before they work out, um, having you know a little bit of protein and carbs drink, similar to what you would have post-workout, or even doing like an EAA or a BCAA, essentially, an EAA? essential amino acid supplement, cool, um, is a good is a good choice. Good combination. Yeah, to just. Um, Keep your body from catabolizing your muscle um, as much as possible when you're working out. Um, support your muscle mass and energy stores while and you're working out. And so far from Faster. this podcast, if I, I just got to say this. It's, it just amazes me what the human body is capable of and how it works. It just blows my mind. The more you learn about things like this, it's just it's amazing. It is amazing. It's, so with that, I'm going to say treat your body as good as you possibly can. I'm not saying I'm perfect, that's for sure. And I still do probably bad things to my body, you know, as far as exercise goes and just all that. But it's it's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything it's else remarkable. on that? It is. No, I think. You good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, another one, mobilize or make the phone roller your best friend. Mm -hmm. is, uh, and I, if your body moves better it, the way it's supposed to move, um, 
you're going to get be- you're going to exercise better, you're going to get in shape better, you're going to feel better, you're going to recover better. So, and the foam rollers are very it's painful. I get it, especially if you're doing it right. But it's worth it and it, I an example I have is I don't know if you were there but our buddy Justin we were working out over at our buddy Kyle's house and Kyle was he's a really good coach and he was there and he was helping Justin with mobilization and he had Justin stand up against the wall um, back flat against the wall and had him hold his try to hold his arms over his head and he you know he just like me I'm the same way so I'm not making fun of Justin but um, he couldn't touch his thumbs to the wall it just wouldn't reach because his shoulders wouldn't allow it and so he had him lay on the lay on the ground and roll out his lats all the way down to your waist because they go all the way down to your waist and all the way up to your armpit and he rolled it out like two three minutes each each lap and then he stood up and put his back against the wall and could touch his thumbs to the wall you know and it just took five minutes of mobilization mm-hmm. to do that so get a foam roller they're cheap um, and get to work on your body you know because what you, most of the soreness from exercise occurs when our muscles and fascia um, they just get they get beat up right when when our muscles when we're lifting weights we tear our muscles mm-hmm. right and they need to rebuild um, and we got to get the crap out of there first before they can rebuild um, so roll out your muscles um, you know just a nice smooth one doesn't have to be perfect you know just mm-hmm. a flat it doesn't have to be the real tough knotted ones just your basic foam roller will work um, stretching right post or pre and not so much pre I mean I'm gonna start doing my lats before I work out because my overhead sucks so bad mm-hmm. but mostly I like to keep not a lot of stretching before just not a big fan but afterwards would be a good one uh, I know you like to use GoWad which mm-hmm. is an app I mean it takes all the guesswork out of it it's cheap and it just tells you what to do it's very awesome you tell them what you worked out that day you punch it in, and it formulates a recovery plan for you. You, take, you know, you got to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then you hit play, and you watch the video and do what they do. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's that easy. And even if you're not, if you don't exercise, and you do go wads, you'll notice a difference in how your body moves. Definitely. Really well. So, you got anything on that? I will, well, just, yes, it's, it's really important if you are doing any repetitive motion, activity which all of us do it is important to look at your body and address asymmetries and um just um anywhere that you imbalances yes imbalances but or, or just lack of mobility looking at those things and addressing them because if you don't it'll lead to more problems even if it's not a problem now um i did start doing go wad every day as a result of having um, kind of a hip flexor groin issue. Um, and it has made a huge difference. Yeah. And I only do 8 to 15 minutes every morning. And just doing that has made a huge difference. So I wouldn't say that you shouldn't do it before or after or whenever. Like if I do things before just to make sure that I have the full range of motion that I'm looking for if I'm going to squat or, you know, do something like that. Um, so, you know, making sure that you warm up properly and get into the positions that you need to and address issues if they are present mm-hmm. so that you aren't doing something that is going to hurt yourself. You know, if mm-hmm. you can't get into the right position under load, then it's probably not a good idea to proceed. But, um, yeah, definitely 
Um, it's good before and after because after you will see also where things have flared up. Like I started, um, I started a new program a few weeks ago and one of the things that is included is Saturdays as a squat day and afterwards I do lunges. And it's really interesting to me how different each side of my body is. And I can tell <laughs> that one side is working harder than the other. Mm -hmm. And since I started doing that, I've noticed it getting better. But it was really interesting to me. So, yeah, yeah. doing unilateral things is pretty cool. And you know, Very telling. The other way you can think of foam rolling, too, is I know it's painful. I get it. And it will be almost every time you do it. But... That's the only thing you're focusing on at that time, which is a, t a form of meditation, right? It's a form of getting your mind calmed. Mm -hmm. Even though you're going through pain, that's all you're thinking about, right? And I don't know about you, but I know if I foam roll, I always feel just mentally better. Not mm -hmm. just physically, but mentally better. So recovery. Yeah, exactly. you got to mobilize people. And I was, I'm still not very good at it, but I try to do it now and then. But uh, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So, and you know, that just kind of reminds me of, um, one of the reasons why it's good to do something like that post-workout is to get your body back into like rest and digest mode out of your fight or flight mode. <laughs> um, right. and so, yeah, and that's really important for, um, like the uptake of nutrients and things like that. Mm -hmm. So your body can actually like enjoy the, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What else you got? That's all I had. That's all you had? Yeah, that's oh, it. I thought you had a third one for Did some it? reason. Well, I talked about... <laughs> <laughs> I talked about recovery, like resting okay. and nutrition and nutrition oh, before and after. And I want to talk about this one real quick because I love them is get a nap. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to take a nap, right? Who doesn't want to take a nap? If you can, get a 10-minute power nap. Elevate your feet. When you take your power nap, I got that from Jocko Willink, you know, Navy SEAL that I listen to. Um, he always takes power naps, big on him. Ten minutes, elevate your feet. That's exactly what I do. It's so funny. It works. I didn't know that you were supposed to do that. I just mm -hmm. do it naturally. Yeah, so that's what the <laughs> SEALs do. I should have been a SEAL. I knew it. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up on our recovery yeah. tips, unless you had anything to add. No, that's it. What I got for now. Um, and uh, so we're going to start something new here. Um, we got an email account set up. Yes. So we're going to try and do some Q&As um, every episode at the end um, if you guys send us any questions. So that's it takes the audience to send us questions, obviously, for us to answer Q&A. So mm -hmm. we're hoping um, you guys take down this email and email us some questions, and we'll try to address them at the next podcast. Um, keep them appropriate, please, for all my friends out there. I know who mm -hmm. you are. Keep them appropriate. <laughs> I second that. But our email is queenandjerkpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, queenandjerkpodcast at gmail.com. Okay? Spelled just like you think it would be. And so feel free between, you know, the next week or so, a couple weeks, whenever you feel like it, send us some questions and we'll, we'll get to them on the next podcast. Yeah. Thanks. So. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for listening, guys. And thanks for all your support. Um, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. That's and right. most importantly, share with your friends if you think they'll be entertained and or get something out of us talking. That's right. We'll get better as we go. We will. Promise. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.